Soccer Weekly brought to you by Pocock Brewing. What's on tap tonight on Soccer Weekly? Sponsored by Pocock Brewing. Visit PocockBrewing.com to see what's on tap right now in their tasting room. Pocock Brewing Company. Embrace life. Drink good beer. I am Dave Denholm. It's a pleasure to be with you here on the home of world football here in Southern California. ESPN LA 710 and the ESPN app. Thank you for joining me each and every week like you do. We've got a jam-packed show here on this Thursday. What is on tap? Well, LAFC get another home win over Minnesota United last night. You heard it right here on ESPN LA 710. Five games unbeaten for the black and gold. LA Galaxy, are they fading? Is this a team that's a distant memory from the teams that was chasing cups year after year after year? Wayne Rooney heading to MLS and DC United. Things are heating up there. And Arsene Wenger leaving Arsenal. We'll talk about that legacy as well. All of it, again, brought to you by Pocock Brewing Company. We get right to the black and gold. Eduardo Tuesta, Mark Anthony K get their first goals of the season, and they win 2-0 over Minnesota United. Now, remember, this is a Minnesota United team that has a kind of similar schedule as LAFC. They played on the weekend. They both play, of course, last night at Bank of California Stadium, where Minnesota United made the trip. Minnesota United will go back home, but they play Saturday with LAFC, get an extra day before that Sunday game against New York City. FC, you'll hear it right here as well. So, Minnesota United left behind Ibsen. They didn't even travel him, let him rest back in Minnesota. Adrian Heath put a couple of guys out there who had never had a appearance, including his son. They hadn't played yet for Minnesota United, including uh, Maximiano, who's on loan from Fluminense. It was a tougher side for Minnesota United to come in against to get a result, and LAFC took advantage. you got to do that in a Major League Soccer schedule that's 34 games eight months long. Sometimes teams are going to come in resting a player or two, like LAFC may well do on the weekend for Bob Bradley. We don't know. you got to take advantage. And to get the win at home, stay unbeaten at the bank. The black and gold look good. Eduardo Twest, as I mentioned, that first goal, really a beautiful setup from Diego Rossi, and then Mark Anthony Kay with a particularly nice play by Latif Blessing. I mean, how good is Latif Blessing in the air. And I think he's 5'7", and that might be generous, right? He's a, he's a shorter fellow. Maybe 5'8". Again, maybe generous with that. And he can get up. The guy is actually good in the air. He's not just okay. And if you add in the quote, for his size, he is magnificent in the air. Picked out Mark Anthony K at the back post. He knew he was going to be there. K got back on side and finished out of the air. Took it out of the air with one touch, and really it was a fitting win. LAFC, to me, defensively are really starting to click with that back four. Jordan Harvey, Betashore on the wings, and the two big center backs, Laurent Simon and Walker Zimmerman. I love what they're doing. Look, you can't not love, if you're a fan of LAFC, six out of nine wins. Six out of nine games you've won with a draw thrown in. That's outstanding. It's ridiculous to have 18 points or 19 points right now. Utterly absurd. You're averaging more than two points a game. Six wins from nine. You know what? LAFC can't even fall back on the expansion excuse anymore. It's over for them. They're not even an expansion team anymore. They're so good at this point. So if they hit a little bit of a skid, it's not because they're quote-unquote an expansion team. I mean, they may end up still hitting the skids every now and again. It happens over a long season. Everybody has their ups and downs in MLS. We know that. But there's no, like, oh, they're an expansion. No, they're past that already. Even though they still are an expansion team, they're really not the way they're playing. 
as opposed to the LA Galaxy. Another loss on the weekend. They didn't have a midweek game like many teams did in MLS yesterday. But this is getting me a, a little nervous. Zlatan is making me nervous. Ibrahimovic, did you see that assist he had on that Ashley Cole setup in which Ola Kamara got the goal to tie it at 2-2 before they blew it in the last minutes against Houston? Oh, but though, Zlatan's assist is worth watching on its own. Man, that dude is good. Don't get me wrong. But he's making me nervous, and I'll tell you why. He's starting to get nervous himself with this team. This could be trouble. Slaton is not happy right now with how this is playing out. Now, again, he's gonna he's not gonna do anything stupid at this point. But it is making me nervous. You gotta keep this guy happy by playing well on the pitch and his teammates, ugh, too many of them are not. That defense looks so shaky and so ragged. And I'll say it here, Perry Kitchen has to play better. We can't all just let people to, to rest on their reputations. They gotta go out and do it. One of my favorite days of the year was actually earlier today. One of my favorite days in MLS of all year. The MLS Players Union released the salaries for everybody this morning. And I'm not going to say numbers on the air necessarily. But let's just go look up some of them. There's some mistakes going on. Let's just put it that way. And the Galaxy, I mean, seriously, at this point, the LA Galaxy, you're getting past the point in the season where you're like, well, they'll gel. Yeah, they can get better, of course. And Gio Dos Santos played great in that game. I'm so sick of people ripping on and, and picking on Gio Dos Santos. Any Galaxy fan who thinks that they don't need Giovanni Dos Santos is flat out nuts and wrong. Okay, yeah, could you go get a better player? Yeah, I guess. Of course you could, in theory, go find a better player. If your name is not Messi or Ronaldo, everybody can always go find a better player than you. But that doesn't mean it can really happen under the rules and all the player movement possibility. They have Giovanni Dos Santos. Giovanni Dos Santos is one of the least of the Galaxy's worries on the pitch. Are you kidding me? Stop picking on the dude. The guy's playing better than the vast majority of anybody wearing the Galaxy kit. It's ridiculous. This team needs reworking in the back. Not just the back line, though. I'm talking about defensive midfield. they got to play better. Now, is the talent there? I do believe it, yes. I do. I think this team can beat a lot of teams. But, man, did you see how slow they were against Houston? That was the one thing I took from that match, other than the Dynamo being able to score three goals. And they're not a very good team. It was how much quicker and faster Houston was than LA Galaxy all over the pitch. I mean, every position, it seemed. Houston was a split second quicker and a lot faster. And that is a dangerous combination in MLS now, which is getting younger and faster by the day. Unless, of course, you're D.C. United. Right? The story's coming out of England that it's virtually a done deal. Wayne Rooney going to D.C. United. Now, if the stories are to be believed, especially out of the ones coming out of England... Got some big names. I think BBC was running one of them, BBC Sport or whatever. Go check those out. But some of the stories, the rumors are something up, upwards of about 16 to $17 million for a transfer fee. And to me, that seems like, whoa, for a 32-year-old? Now, granted, the guy scored 10 goals in the premiership. And before you say, well, he hadn't scored in a long time. Yeah, but he's, he's a guy who's playing more facilitator for Everton in a lot of ways, too. Less worried about, you know, just banging in goal after goal after goal. He did score 10 goals in the Premiership. 
He's not done, but he might be an old 32. He can still play. Here's the thing. Here's the reasons I like the deal, if I'm being honest. Because the reasons to not like it are, oh, no, it's a retirement league, which I don't buy. You have to grade every person individually. You can say that you don't like it because he is maybe an old 32. I can buy that. He's certainly been playing a long time at a high level. Remember, he got started with Everton as a 16-year-old, getting a lot of minutes and a lot of responsibility thrust on his shoulders. So I get that. That's something to not like about it. Then you can say, well, the transfer fee is too high. Okay, but that's, you know, here's why I like the deal. D.C. United needs the splash. They were trending on Twitter in Los Angeles this morning. D.C. United, not just Wayne Rooney, the actual team, D.C. United. When's that happened? Other than maybe when they were winning cups, which was probably before Twitter existed, now that I think about it. <laughs> really? So they they are desperately needing the splash. They're the worst team in MLS. They might be the worst franchise if they weren't building a stadium right now. That's going to help them. And that's another thing. they got to fill up that stadium. You can't go into the stadium with Paul Areola as your big signing over two years ago, or whenever it was. Or Zoltan Stieber. That ain't going to put butts in the seats. But you know who will? Yes, Wayne Rooney, of course. So that I like that. And he's still 32 and can play. I mean, he's not 42. He's four years younger than Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Now, again, I know there's some issues there, but Zlatan's coming off a knee injury and looks fine. Rooney certainly has been slowed down a bit with age. That's to be expected. Again, this is a guy who played a lot of minutes over a lot of years. But he still can do it. Let me put it to you this way. If Wayne Rooney doesn't score buckets of goals... That is a good thing for MLS because it means the league is truly growing. I suspect Wayne Rooney will be fine with D.C. United. If he's healthy, he'll score. Arsene Wenger finally leaving Arsenal. And I say that not, not to be cruel, but here's my take on Wenger. And it really it really subscribes or I subscribe it to a lot of different sports takes. It's not just soccer, right? Here on Soccer Weekly, I'm Dave Denholm. You're listening to ESPN LA 7. It's not just soccer when I say this, but here's the thing. With Arsene Wenger, sometimes both sides of the argument are correct. In his case, I believe that. Yes, Wenger has been phenomenal with Arsenal. He is a club legend. Yes, you must build him a statue and celebrate him as often as possible for the history and what he did. Remember, Arsenal was unbeaten one year with him in the Premiership. Just wrap your head around that. They were great. And Arsene Wenger was the reason. Yes, he had great play. Thierry Henry developed a lot of great, but it was Arsene Wenger running the show. Okay? So he deserves the statue and the praise and the Arsene Wenger day every year at, at Arsenal and do whatever he wants in his retirement. But he also has to go. He's hung on a little too long and it's time for the club to move forward. Those things do not have to be mutually exclusive. You do not have to take one or the other. So yes, when fans get upset and they want Arsene Wenger out, that doesn't mean they can't then come back the next year and give him a standing ovation for 20 minutes when he comes back to the, you know, to the Emirates. They should. And don't blame fans for being that way. Maybe they want Arsene Wenger to go and they want to remember him as the great manager and builder of that club that he was. There's, you can have both. Kobe Bryant deserved his one year of farewell tour. Not many, not many players deserve that for over $30 million. And Jeannie Buss gave it to him. Kobe Bryant had earned it, and I will forever believe that. I don't care if it actually hurt the organization for a couple of years. There are some guys, very few, mind you, who if they're going to stick it out with one club and one team their whole career, they've earned it. Kobe Bryant earned that farewell season. 
No, that didn't help the Lakers. In fact, it did stunt their growth as a franchise and trying to rebuild. So what? One guy earned that for the Lakers. Kobe Bryant. And it's the same with Arsene Wenger. He deserves all the praise he gets. Time to go. It's time to go. There's nothing wrong with that. It was time for Kobe Bryant to go. But he earned all the praise he got, just like Arsene Wenger should. And yet it's still time for him to clear way for a new beginning for Arsenal. You can have it both ways. That's perfectly fine. You know what else is perfectly fine? Our fine sponsors. One of them is LA Care. The nation's largest community-inspired health plan, LA Care, is elevating health care in the city of Angels. LA Care, for all of LA, lacare.org. And we appreciate their support here. I am Dave Denholm. You are listening to Soccer Weekly. It's the home of world football here on, in Southern California on ESPN LA 710. Soccer Weekly, ESPN LA 710. I am Dave Denholm, and you are listening to the home of world football here in Southern California. Want to mention it right now. We were going to have an interview with a former MLS player. He works for MLSsoccer.com, breaking things down. Kalen Carr, who we uh, really appreciate him taking the time. Unfortunately, he got tied up. We got tied up. He's not going to be able to make it here for this show right now. We are going to have him on in the near future. And again, uh, sorry about that. And uh, we were promoting it earlier. I was talking about it on uh, Twitter earlier in the day today on Thursday. But it appears that he's going to be unable to make it right now. So we'll get him on in the new future here, near future here on Soccer Weekly. Uh, we do have the giveaway, though. Jesse, are you ready? Let's go. It is the giveaway. Another free giveaway for the first three callers at 877-710-ESPN. 877-710-ESPN. If you're one of the first three callers, you're getting a four-pack of tickets to watch LAFC take on Borussia Dortmund and Christian Pulisic, the American international, at Bank of California Stadium coming up on May 22nd. 877-710-3776. 877-710-ESPN. The number right now, we're looking for the first three callers. And if you win it, if you're one of those, you're going to get a four-pack of tickets to the game between LAFC and Borussia Dortmund in the International Friendly coming up May 22nd. By the way, if you can't get tickets, visit SeatGeek.com to purchase those tickets. If you can't make it to the game, you're going to be listening on ESPN LA and the ESPN app. So just uh, keep listening for word of that. You can go to my Twitter, at TalkSoccer, for more details when that gets closer as well. And, oh, by the way, if you don't win, and it looks like you may not win here as the lines are jamming up, 877-710-ESPN. If you don't win tonight, you will get more chances here on ESPN LA 710 as we build up towards that game with Borussia Dortmund. Should be a good one. Look, Christian Pulisic is the real deal, right? No doubt about that. He is the best American player. And he, there's just little doubt of that. When he's on it with all powers and really playing at the height of his game, he's the best we have. And frankly, he's the best we've ever had. And I know that's hard to say, here in L.A. Galaxy land with Landon Donovan and how great he was. Truly. and I, So I don't say it lightly because I love Landon's career. I love what he did for the U.S. national team and for the Galaxy. I get it. But Christian Pulisic, when he's at the height of his powers, is the best we've ever seen. And that is a, a tip of the cap to Landon. And guys like Clint Mathis before he got injured. Who, by the way, was incredible. If you've never watched Clint Mathis play, go watch some YouTube. If you're too young to have known who he was on the pitch, go find it. And there's some other guys who were absolutely fantastic over the years for the U.S. men's national league. Brad Friedel, Tab Ramos, Eddie Pope. We're talking world class. Yes, I said that. 
And Landon was a, just a, a skosh above all of them, and Christian Pulisic is the best we've seen. Now, I'm also going to say something that some people disagree with. I don't care. I do that a lot here on Soccer Weekly on ESPN LA 710. Christian Pulisic did not have a great year to me. I didn't think he played that great most of the year. Certainly not up, his, up to his potential. But remember, big transfers, big moves. Sometimes it's not all about what you're doing on the pitch. It's that what they see you can do, potentially. And he has all that. He has all the gifts. But he did not have a great year to me. He had great moments. But I think if you asked him and he was honest, which he would be, it wasn't his best year. We'll see, though. He's still so young. He's got a lot to learn, no doubt. He's not soccer young anymore, but he's still so young that he's got so much time left that he may well be on his way out of Borussia Dortmund. Whether he does or not, he's still got such a bright future ahead. There's no doubt about that. Absolutely no doubt. Now, we were talking about LAFC, of course, winning against Minnesota United 2-0 yesterday in the first segment. You can hit me up on Twitter with your thoughts at Talk Soccer. We continue the conversation before, during, and after the show here each and every week. Don't forget, go to iTunes and subscribe, rate, and review, please. I really appreciate that. Subscribe. You can uh, search Soccer Weekly in the podcast section. Subscribe, rate, review. Let me know. I can take it if you don't love the show. It's fine. Just give me your honest truth. If you love it, that's great. Let us know. It helps the show. Give us the review and uh, do all that over at iTunes. I would really appreciate it. But look, here's the thing. Talking about it before, the LAFC gets the win. That's great. LA Galaxy, they got to be making people nervous. And here's the reality of it. The LA Galaxy have essentially kind of tied themselves into this roster. I don't suspect any major moves that are going to bail these people out. You have to start looking. Was Michael Ciani the right move? It's not really working out great. Jurgen Shelvick still very early in terms of he's only been around for, what, eight, nine, ten games, if that. So, I mean, Shelvick's got some work to do. He's making a good buck. And when you're paying defenders like Ciani and Shelvick nearly $2 million combined, you better be better. You better be better than this defensively. And that's really where the issue lies. The LA Galaxy have plenty of offensive weapons. Now, they're not clicking every game, and they're not really looking all that fluid at times. So there's still a lot of work to be done that way, but this is a team that has offensive talent. Defensively, it's still a shake of the head. You just don't know. Game in, game out. You don't know every 15 minutes with the Galaxy's defense right now. And that's just no way to start building wins. That's what I'm talking about with LAFC. We can talk about Vela and Rossi and what Urania was doing before the injury and Latif Blessing and Andre Horta coming soon and Eduardo Tuesta really starting to develop both offensively and defensively, and Benny Failhaber and Mark Anthony K getting forward but still doing uh, yeoman's work defensively. But what it's been for me with LAFC is how they've gelled defensively in the back and with Tyler Miller. Because with an expansion team, you saw it with their opponent last night, Minnesota United. They had all kinds of issues defensively last year and still have some. With a defensive or with an expansion team, no matter how great LAFC's roster looked, you still need time to gel. No matter how good Walker Zimmerman and Laurent Simon are separately, you had to see how they could play together and with Stephen Betashore and Jordan Harvey and Joao Moutinho. And there have been times where they've been shaky, no doubt. But it's starting to come together. And that's really, you can talk about all the stuff. You can talk about the Galaxy coming back and beating LAFC. Nobody's going to forget El Trafico. 
And LA Galaxy deserved it. They earned it with four late goals. But you cannot talk about these two teams on the same level right now, and it's because of defense. They're not the same type of level. I don't care if LA Galaxy has beaten LAFC. I don't care if LA Galaxy beats them every time this season. If things continue as they are, A, that probably won't happen. But B, it's great for the rivalry. It'll be great for Galaxy fans for for bragging rights, no doubt. But they are not as good as LAFC, and it all comes down to defense right now. You can't tell me the Galaxy don't have offensive weapons to keep pace. That's not true. Again, not playing great right now offensively still. They've got work to do, but they're starting to come around offensively. They have to get better at goalkeeper and in the back. And now that's all included because David Bingham can stop some shots. But remember, goalkeeping is more than just shot stopping. It's owning the box. It's set pieces. It's directing your defensive traffic as well. Very underrated part of the game, which is why I love Brad Friedel back in the day. That guy was like a coach on the pitch with his defense in front of him. It makes a difference. And that's been all the difference for these two sides here in L.A. One of them going in one direction and the other one going in the other. And I don't have to tell you which one is which. And even even the most diehard Galaxy fan can't say otherwise. But they can point to El Trafico. They still got that for a little while longer. And they do. And even uh, the, my great producer Mario Rees is shaking his head. Yes. Yes, they do. They won it. And that's the beauty of the rivalries, right? It doesn't matter how the season is going. If my Cleveland Browns went 2-14 and last year instead of 0-16, and I would want them both against the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's that's what matters. If you're going to stink, if you're going to be bad, you might as well beat your rival. You might as well be- beat your most bitter rival. And already, you can, you can, you know what? Here's another thing about a uh, note to LA Galaxy fans. I know we all hate San Jose, the earthquakes. The, you know, the California Classico has been, uh, been great. It's already been surpassed by El Trafico. It doesn't matter anymore as much as El Trafico does. And I don't care if LAFC fans disagree with me on that. Oh no, the Galaxy still are more in a rivalry with San Jose. Uh, no, no, not buying it. Stop trying to sell it. It's not true. Already the games against LAFC and LA Galaxy are bigger than against San Jose or whoever you want to try to peddle me. Not buying. El Trafico is already more meaningful after that first one. Before the first one, during the first one, certainly, and after the first one, no doubt. It's bigger. And that's a beautiful, that's a good thing. What is not a good thing is the injury report we've got to talk about. The health report on Soccer Weekly, sponsored by LA Care, is the nation's largest community-inspired health plan. LA Care is evaluating—I'm sorry—they're elevating healthcare in the city of Angels, much better than I am right now. LA Care for all of LA. LACare.org. Now, some bit of good news for the LA Care health report is LAFC pretty healthy again, right? I mean, Joao Matinho's kind of been struggling a little bit on and off with a strain, and in, in fairness, we saw him in practice kind of taking it easy a little bit at the end of a particular practice where he was getting a little bit of side work with the training staff, and then he kind of sat out a a drill. Not because he wasn't able to go. They're just being cautious with him, and why not? They've got that back line now reestablished with a new four with Harvey in there, so there's no need to rush a guy back from injury. He still kind of has his moments. He'll be fine. That's really the only major concern other than the two guys who are out, Luis Lopez 
who's been out all season, and then, of course, Marco Arrhenio. But we know the situation there. He'll be back in several weeks. So they're out. But it's it's relatively a light look at injuries if you're LAFC. So far, it's been pretty pretty reasonable. Now, the Galaxy still have the uh, Rolf Felcher injury. He had the shoulder surgery. He's out, like, several months. Looks like he's going to be out May, June, July, probably all the way till like, September maybe. So that's a, that's, a, that's a crippling one there on that defense, which is already struggling. No excuse as injuries happen, but that is a big part of it. So that's the uh, L.A. Care injury report. One injury around MLS you should know about it. Josie Altador is going to miss some severe time now. That's unfortunate for Toronto FC. Of course, one of the best players in MLS, Josie Altador, has uh, got the injury with a foot surgery. He's going to be out four to six weeks. So not forever, but you know, Toronto lost again. They need him back. They took a lot of effort to try to take care of CONCACAF's Champions League. It didn't happen, and now they're struggling in MLS, too. And certainly that injury will not help. That is the LA Care Injury Report. Coming up, the black and gold breakdown. Mario Rees will join me for that. I am Dave Dathome. You are listening to the home of world football in Southern California, ESPN LA. This is Soccer Weekly, ESPN LA 710, the ESPN app. I am Dave Dathome, hanging out with you here on the home of LAFC football. You can see here the next game coming up. On Sunday against NYCFC should be a good one. And thanks so much for your support. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Talk Soccer. You can interact there throughout the show and even beyond the show. We like to continue the conversation there. You can follow me on Instagram, Dave underscore Denholm as well. It is time now, though, for our segment, the Black and Gold Breakdown. One, two, three, breakdown! It's the Black and Gold Breakdown. Breakdown. Break it down like this. Right now. Black and Gold Breakdown. LAFC getting another home win. They're still unbeaten at home. Five straight unbeaten games overall. Three straight at home with a 2-0 win over Minnesota United yesterday. And what a great night it was. As Mario Rees, Mario, you're the producer of this show, producer of the broadcast of LAFC, which we carry here on ESPN LA 710. You just kept saying before the game, like, perfect weather. Everything was just absolutely perfect last night for LAFC fans, that's for sure. Yeah, Dave, you know what the crazy thing was? Uh, last night, I knew the crowd was pumped when they were singing so so early. The cr- crowd was in their seats early because the first two games, the people weren't really in their seats. A lot of people were hanging out in the lounges and stuff. I mean, they all were sold out, but the game last night, it was jumping, and, and the LAFC, they uh, they really gave them something to cheer for with all those goals, and they really had an exciting game. I think a lot of hardcore fans coming down for a Wednesday game, certainly. Yeah, you know, especially exactly. Just a few days removed from weekend games on both sides, both before and after, which, again, the coming up uh, game on Sunday, and then you had the game on Saturday. So, yeah, a lot of diehards there. I do think still, Mario, that's a, a good point that you bring up with people in the clubs. I want to remind everybody, you know, on Twitter and social media, all the other fans who are jealous around the league, not just the Galaxy, but I mean, I'm talking all of MLS. Yeah. Oh, look at that. There's nobody in the seats. And then one person who's not from L.A. will say, well, traffic's bad there. Okay, yeah, that can be. People don't understand. People have been walking around the stadium yeah. throughout the whole game just in in awe of the stadium itself. Right? There's so many cool places to hang out in the stadium and watch the game and enjoy uh, the whole vibe of the LAFC, and it's just amazing, and, and the crowd is there. They're just around having a good time. Yeah, somewhere. exactly. It's announced as 22,000. There are 22,000 seats. I promise you yes. there are 22,000 people walking around. At right. least. If they're not in their seats, I don't care if there's 15 people in their seats, then there's 21,985 other people walking around in an admiration of all the gear and the stores and the food and the... The actual, the actual stadium 
looks like in a lot of places, Mario, we talk about it, it looks like the Cosmopolitan in Vegas or something. I mean, it looks like a high-end hotel. They actually did model some parts of the stadium after the Cosmopolitan. Oh, really? Thinking. Well, yeah. that doesn't surprise me, quite yeah. frankly. I might have picked that up in a tour, and maybe that's why I said it. Exactly. I, I don't even remember. I thought uh, my, our good buddy Arash Markazi of uh, ESPN... <laughs> He had mentioned something like that, so I'm kind of stealing it from him, if I'm being honest. So don't be worried about attendance figures and, oh, there's nobody in the seats. This is crazy. This is They're lying. No, I promise you there's at least 22,000 fans walking around in the black and gold gear in that stadium, no doubt. Now, here's the thing, Mario. On the pitch, let's have a listen to a little bit of what went down. This was a, I won't say perfect game. There's no such thing. But, boy, did LAFC play very well. I thought this could be a bit of a trap game against a team that you're expected to beat. They're a decent club who's starting to play better. Minnesota, they got Darwin Quintero. They're feeling better about themselves. And yet LAFC went to script, and they get the win. Let's listen to the two first-half goals back-to-back here. The first one from Eduardo Tuesta. Vela, piercing pass to Rossi. Rossi into the 18. Diego Rossi, square ball to Atuesta. Takes it nicely. Atuesta shot, and in! Eduardo Tuesta has scored his first goal in MLS, and LAFC lead 1-0. And Mark Anthony Kay just a few minutes later in that first half. Vela gets it on his left foot. Can he shoot it? He does. It's blocked. Up in the air towards Blessing. Blessing with a header to the back post. K goal! At the six is Mark Anthony K, and it's 2-0! Blessing wins the header, and with a deliberate pass to the six, Mark Anthony was there with time and space and made no mistake. 2-0 LAFC. What a familiar voice, right? Familiar yeah. voice there. Familiar Dave Denholm, yeah. of course, doing a great job, as always. Oh, thank Good you, stuff, buddy. man. I appreciate it. Thanks to everybody who was listening and reaching out to me on Twitter at Talk Soccer and stuff, giving me praise. And, you know, if you got some critique, I'll take that, too. But, yeah, I really appreciate everybody listening to the radio call. Again, you can hear all the LAFC games here on ESPN LA 710. But, Mario, that was it. That was, The game was over. Now, certainly, Minnesota United had some chances. You're going to give up some chances. But, boy, the dominance by the defense of LAFC. I'm just... I'm really shaking my head, not because I didn't think they could be good, certainly with the guys they brought in. They got Lawrence Simon, he's an MLS Defender of the Year a few years ago. Walker Zimmerman is a U.S. men's national team player. Steven Betashur wins an MLS Cup last year. Jordan Harvey's a seasoned veteran. Then they draft Juan Matinho. They, they built a good defense. I'm not saying that they didn't. Tyler Miller, the first pick of the expansion draft, who was a guy who was just behind a great goalkeeper in Stephen Fry all those years in Seattle. Miller never really had a chance. I knew they were capable, Mario, but now they're really starting to put it together. Oh, yeah, and Diego Rossi had a great game, too. He, he hit the post in the sixth minute. Yeah. I thought that was going in, I man. did, too. So did he. And that's the second post he's hit, remember. So anybody's saying, like, oh, he's not scoring goals as much anymore, this guy's missing by inches yes, and had clearly. an assist, right? He had yeah. an assist on the first goal. Even after the frustration of hitting the post, he doesn't lose his mind. You know what I mean? Some mm-hmm. guys get so frustrated with that. They're not scoring. Then they hit a post. Then they're lost for the game. Instead, Diego just kept attacking like he does, and he plays provider. He's now got, what, six, five or six assists this season. I mean, you're getting it so many different directions. You're getting per- performance and production up front. The defense has been great, but you got to praise the guy who scored the first goal, I think, Mario. It was a good call by the 32-52 to select him as the man of the match. We did the same on our broadcast. Pablo yeah. Alcino handles the pre-halftime and post. It was Eduardo Tuesta, and second start in a row, He's getting more and more comfortable. I love what Bob Bradley did with this kid, right? He comes in a little late 
off the loan. You know, he's coming in from Columbia, young kid again, 20 years old, just like Rossi and a couple other guys. Even Horta is a young kid they're going to bring, be bringing in the fifth summer. But I love that he didn't just rush Atuesta in there when things were looking pretty good. You know, they got Mark Anthony K, they got Benny Failhaber. Both of those guys more capable of going forward than people think. Certainly Failhaber has done that a lot of So you want to put Atuesta in behind him when you have those the three-man front, then you use those three in the midfield with the wing back. I mean – I got to tell you, Atuesta is fitting right into that position and playing box to box and then some, and is not afraid to get forward. I love this kid, Mario. He looked really good. Yeah, and props to him for adapting so quickly. I mean, he's coming from Columbia to L.A. and he's loving it, and he's adapted really, really quickly. Yeah, a fine little, a fine young man too, a fine uh, personality as well. You know, yeah. like he's a nice kid. You know, even though oh, he's, yeah. as you say, it's got to be pretty tough. You're coming up here. You, you forget about these twenty year olds who come from different countries. These are not kids who like graduated from Creighton and got drafted in the NBA, and they know a lot of kids from all the camps they went to in the AAU, and they know, or a guy who went to Duke. and you know, These are kids who are coming from Columbia to play at 20 years old, an entirely different country. And it's not as though MLS is like one of the most well-known leagues in the world. I mean, certainly now it's getting more and more popular. Yeah. But, I mean, Diego Rossi is taking a chance. Eduardo Twest is still taking a chance to come here and have to live and adapt and then play soccer, oh, by the way, for a living. So kudos to those guys. They're doing it. And luckily for them, they have a guy like Vela, a teammate like Vela, who's helping them, you know. While still doing the same thing, essentially. He's the first time playing in America. And Vela's played all over the world, so. Yeah, he knows what it's like. You're right. And he was asked, actually, about the criticism of uh, playing in the MLS. Because, you know, he talked a little bit of criticism for coming here to the MLS. Yeah, mostly from Mexican fans, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. and he says, you know, I'm the one that has to live with this decision. I'm the one that's going to be happy or not. And to tell you the truth, he said, he said, uh, he said, every day that I live here in L.A., Makes me more happier and happier well, with, this, with the decision that I've made to play here. There you in go, LA. Mario. We talked about it for years yeah. now, right? And I've talked about that with my buddies. It's one of the drawing points for MLS. It's not a drawback. It's a selling point. Carlos Vela can come here and walk around the UCLA campus, and you know what? A couple of kids recognize him. Certainly, a couple of men and women over there who are, you know, L Tree fans. Of course, there's tons of right. them around here. They're gonna. But I mean, come on. Dude walks around campus some days and nobody knows who he is over there at UCLA when they're, now try to do that if you're Carlos Vela, you know, go over to, uh, Unam and uh, go train with Pumas and see if anybody recognizes you on the and he's, street. He's a big Laker fan too. And I saw him at the Staples yeah, Center. He's been at a at the Laker game. When he was, yeah. During the season. Left alone with his family and his kid and his oh, wife. And that's he worth was its it. weight in gold. And yeah. oh, by the way, he's the third highest paid player. So he's making a fortune too and living in LA. Yeah. I think the life's pretty good for guys who come to the galaxy and come to LAFC who are those big superstars around the world. Ashley Cole. Yeah. Go walk around the street, Ashley. No problem for him. Right. Right. I mean, certainly he's going to get some people recognizing him now and again, but so what? They love that. They love just enough of it. That's another thing that people don't realize about athletes. They That's tell true. you they want to be left alone. <laughs> they tell keep you it they authentic here. They tell you they don't read yeah. the newspapers or listen to sports talk. They're lying. They want just a little bit of it. They want to control it, and they don't want too much of it. And some days they don't want any of it. But every now and again, they want to be recognized, even if they're like, no, 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 come on, get closer, get closer. No, 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 don't get close. Yes, please, you know, like, come on. They love it. As much as they don't, as much as they hate it, sometimes it's just human nature, and it's a big part about playing in MLS. Now, you that, know who's been a big uh, star at the stadium? Who's that? The Falcons. Oh, I was the, just about to say the Falcons. You are in love, yeah. <laughs> with the falconry that goes it's on so before cool. the game. 
Mario Reese, if you follow his Instagram, go follow it. Mario, give him your Instagram address. I am Mario Ruiz. I am Mario Ruiz on Instagram and Twitter. Easy enough, and uh, you will not regret it. Mario, uh, his Instagram stories are filled with that Falcon, that stinking Falcon, which I love. It's a <laughs> so good for bit. the first two games, it was Ali, and Ali was named after Alvarez Street, right? Okay, that makes and, sense. And there's actually four different Falcons. Oh, that so they're, they're switching them up. They got to rest them up between games. Yeah, so there's going to be Fig, who's named after. Didn't he go Figueroa last night? Street. Wasn't that the dude who went? Last night it was Falcon? Fig. Yeah, yeah, the Falcon Fig. He did well. He, mm-hmm. he he flew well. I'll say that. Yeah. And the fans are loving it. They're starting to get some chanting down and some singing as it's going on. Mm-hmm. So it's really started to develop into a, a, a nice little tradition there. I do also love the tradition at the stadium, which is not rare in MLS or around rest, uh, many sports or even soccer, is singing the national anthem from the fans only. They don't get a singer in there. Oh, they yeah. get the fans going. That's and really cool. One of the reasons I like it is, believe it or not, is they're much faster with the national anthem, too. They are, aren't they? You notice that? They were they were on full speed. <laughs> Maybe they're a little night. off pitch, but hey, it goes it, by faster. It's off pitch, but it, it, yeah. it's made up for by the quickness. We don't have to hear two hour or two minutes and 28 seconds yeah. of somebody trying to sell records. And I'm no disrespect to anybody who sings the national anthem, but I mean, you know, when you get the recording star down there. No disrespect, Fergie. Yeah, they're trying to sell out. <laughs> and by the way, I didn't even hate Fergie's attempt at the uh, NBA. Oh, game. that was one of the worst. No. Okay, let's I, move on. It was, that's, it's so, <laughs> the, the criticism of Fergie has been so overblown. That was ridiculous. But I, I don't like it when they're trying to sell albums, so they take three minutes to sing yeah. the national anthem. The, the fans are just like, let's go here, you know, and. We sing it heartily, and then you, you move on. You clap, and that's the way it should be. That is Black and Gold Breakdown. Good stuff. And, oh, by the way, just to remind you, in case you're wondering, if you're a Galaxy fan or an LAFC fan, they still have Andre Horta, their third designated player, to come. Still not even going to get here till July. Oh, by the way, unbelievable stuff. Speaking of unbelievable, the support we get from this group, Soccer Weekly presented by Puente Hills Toyota. Get your new 2018 Toyota Camry SE today at Puente Hills Toyota. Check them out. PuenteHillsToyota.com. This is Soccer Weekly. I am Dave Denholm, and you are listening to ESPNLA 710. Soccer Weekly, ESPNLA 710. I am Dave Denholm, and you are listening to the home of world football here in Southern California. It's an honor and a pleasure to be here with you each and every week here on the home of world football, ESPNLA 710 and the ESPN app. And don't forget, you can follow me on Twitter, at TalkSoccer. We always continue the conversation in the breaks and even after the show, all the way throughout the week. You can hear the very latest about what's going on here, world football-wise here at ESPNLA 710 through at TalkSoccer. That's me, at TalkSoccer. Hit me up on Instagram, at Dave underscore Denholm. It is time now for the big giveaway. We've already done it once. We have two more Four packs of tickets to give away. Two more right now. Be the top two callers. The first two at 877-710-ESPN. I got it stuck in my throat there because this giveaway is so good. 877-710-3776. Join LAFC for their first ever international friendly. If you're one of the first two callers right now, you'll get a four-pack of tickets to the Bank of California game on May 22nd with Borussia Dortmund at 7 p.m. Yes, Christian Pulisic and the gang. So the first two callers at 877-710-ESPN. Don't forget, visit SeatGeek.com to purchase your game tickets if you don't win. And believe me, it's going to be tough, admittedly. Thanks to everybody calling in. We're going to get our two winners here. Again, it's LAFC against Borussia Dortmund. I love this game. I think it's great. Christian Pulisic is absolutely worth the price of admission. Just by himself. He is that good. And, quite frankly, who knows where he's going to be next season. There are rumors kind of bandying about. I hope he stays in Dortmund, if I'm being perfectly honest. But, 
That's just the nature of the beast. A guy like that that's so good, he's going to be demanded all over the world. So we'll see what happens there. 877-710-ESPN. Thanks to everybody calling in. we got the great Jesse Lopez working on that right now to get those two winners. We already gave away some earlier in the show, but this is not the end of the giveaways, by the way, here at ESPN LA 710. So keep listening for all the shows. We've got more tickets to give away to that LAFC Borussia Dortmund game. Again, coming up, that's on May 22nd. Don't forget, if you want tickets, go to SeatGeek.com. And I must say, I had to sign up for that, Mario, because I have season tickets to LAFC. And i got to say, it's a lot easier to like get them to friends if they need them and everything. I must say, I was a little hesitant, if I'm being honest. I'm an old yeah, guy. I'm the same way. I'm an old school and an old guy. And I don't want them to have my email. The and app, and i got to download yeah. everything. Works like a charm. Yeah, so. I did the same thing. Yeah, SeatGeek.com. Nice. i got to give them praise. I've even told people, like, okay, don't panic here when yeah. I tell you that i got to email right? these to you or you got to do this. You're gonna, It's going to be so easy. So you won't smooth. even believe it. So, yep. And then most everybody of my friends are like, yeah, dummy, I go to concerts all the time. I already use SeatGeek.com. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, so yep. I'm the old man. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, I can buy that. Hey, it is time for our favorite segment of the show. As always, it is Stoppage Time. What time is it? It's Stoppage Time. Yeah, Stoppage Time. It's Stoppage Time. Right now. Stoppage Time is blowing up each and every week here on Soccer Weekly, and it's brought to you by Puente Hills Chevy. Find new roads at Puente Hills Chevy off the 60 freeway in the city of industry. The San Gabriel Valley Chevy store say habla espanol. The great Mario Rees, producer of this show, now becomes host of Stoppage Time. Mario? All right, Dave. So when it comes to advice for the World Cup, who better to go to than a World Cup winner, right? A yeah, World that Cup would be... Pretty good advice to get, yes. So let's go to Romario. Okay, so Romario, he was good. Romario, he was asked to offer Gabriel Jesus some advice for the 2018 World Cup. And Romario, he says, have a lot of sex <laughs> is one of my tips. Make the most of it on your days off. Wow. Okay. So I'm going to go home to the wife and say, Dave says, in order to do a good radio show and be good here at ESPN LA, Dave says, have a lot of sex. So that's okay. what I'm going to tell the wife. Well, I mean, that's between you and the wife, okay? I, I really don't dabble in other – I wouldn't give this advice, not because I don't necessarily believe it, uh, I mean, but just wouldn't be the first thing that comes to mind. I'd be like, you know, sleep a lot. You know, Come on, Dave. Train hard. Don't be oh, okay. afraid to hydrate, you know. Get yeah. your rest. Maybe even relax. I, I guess that's where Romario's talking about. That's the relaxing part. I mean, of in them. boxing, in all seriousness, they say no sex the whole training camp. I mean, come on. That was a huge part of Rocky, right? Women weaken the legs. Yeah, I mean, not even just in Rocky. I mean, for real, this is what boxer, yeah, boxing I mean, trainers say. I believe that. So, But Most. if it worked, look, if it worked for Romario. Now, if he's just bragging, right? do we really know that? I mean, who knows, Who right? knows, yeah. I mean, that's none of my business. But if he's just bragging, then it's kind of funny. But if not, if it actually worked for him. The dude was good. So, I mean, if it, if it works for Romario, I guess, you know, Gabriel Jesus asked, he might as well listen, right? We'll see what happens there. I'm not sure, uh, what Jesus's, you know, personal life situation is. I don't know where he stands via wife or whatever. He's kind of a young kid. So who knows? But, uh, he'll have to work that out, I guess. Pretty sure he has off. no problem with the ladies. I would imagine he doesn't have any problem <laughs> meeting the women. Yeah, you're probably right there. I saw, I do truly sound like an old man now. Like, I'm not sure about Gabriel Jesus uh, on the social scene. star like he is. I'm pretty sure he's cool. Yeah, I think he's fine meeting the, meeting young women if that's what he uh, so desires. So to do there over in Russia. I'm sure he's not going to be the only one taking that advice. We hear the stories about the Olympics all the time, right, Mario? Oh, yeah. I mean, every Olympics, that's a new story, like all the condoms that are yeah. given out and you know by the thousands, literally. So I'm sure it's kind of a similar situation in the sense that you do have a lot of downtime if you're an athlete there. Now, most yeah. of them are probably going to bring their significant other. 
you would to an event like that, if you're going to the World Cup, right? I don't care how right. how many times you've been there. I don't care how popular you are. I don't care how big you are. You should probably be bringing your significant other just because it's such an amazing well, it's event. A great experience. Yeah, it's yeah. only every four years. And you want to share that with your You get a family. chance to travel around different countries or, or around the country. Yeah. If it's only one country that's hosting it, which is normally the case. I mean, why not? I mean, that's amazing. But, uh, hey, again, who is anybody to tell Romario what kind of advice to give, right? If Romario says it, it goes. Yeah, exactly. I, I had this issue with a guy I had hosted a show on a uh, different network earlier, Mario, and a guy, a Pittsburgh Steeler fan, called in to me and was asking me, a Cleveland Browns fan, like, what do I do with, what do we do with Mike Tomlin, our, our coach? You know, like, should we get rid of him? You know, we love him, but he's not able to beat the Steelers. He can't. I'm like, you're asking a Browns fan about good football? I got no business telling you. Well, I have no business contra- contradicting Romario in this case, if that's what worked for him. So, uh, yeah, whatever. I guess, uh, I guess Gabriel Jesus will have to figure it out, but interesting advice to say the least. So that is stoppage time there amongst it, Mario. And uh, I got to say, you bring up the World Cup and it's still not less painful. And I didn't want to talk about that again because it's coming It's coming every week at me because we host this show. Oh, I yeah. have to think about it, right? We are now just literally days away, essentially. We are just talking about Pulisic earlier, how he's going to be here at uh, Bank of California Stadium. And he can't go to the World Cup. But he's he not going to be there. He shouldn't be available. He's when, not going to you know be on I mean? the big stage. Yeah. Borussia oh. Dortmund season is over then. He should not be available to come play in this friendly. They should have never had this friendly this early in the season, but it's because the U.S. is not in the stinking World Cup. But I do want to remind everybody about that game I talked about that we play, Mario. That's why I brought this up again. So uh-huh. it's, it's, it, it takes me from the pain to something that's kind of fun. You and three of your buddies can do this, all right? It's, it works best with four people only. Trust me on this. So you get four people into what is essentially a fantasy World Cup game, and here's how it goes. Everybody drafts eight teams, 32 teams in the World Cup currently, but you can only draft one team per group. So if you take, for instance, Germany, you can't take Mexico, Sweden, or South Korea, obviously. So you got a little action on yes. every single group. Once you get that team in your group, yeah. you cannot take another team. So it's a little bit strategic that way. You do the snake draft with those four guys. This sounds so fun. Okay. Everybody has eight people. Now you just get points based on three for a win and one for a draw, right? You don't get any points for a loss. Uh-huh. If you, you know, the, if your team advances, you keep gaining points potentially. So obviously the winner of the World Cup, if it's not to penalties, they get the full three points. Now, if it's a game that's in a knockout stage and it goes to penalties, both teams get a point. The loser's obviously knocked out and the winner moves on, but they both get one point no matter who wins the PK situation so you want to win in regulation if you will or at least you don't want to go to penalties right right so you get the full three points so it's it's kind of strategic early but then you got to determine well who can go the farthest right maybe germany gets nine points in the group but maybe i don't believe in them quite winning at this time so do i pick maybe brazil who i think maybe gets seven points in a, a group but then might be able to win it all you know that kind of thing so it's a lot of strategy that way and i highly recommend it again those are the rules. They're very simple, but you should stick to them. In other words, you can't take more than one team in each group. That makes it so much more. I had Costa Rica last World Cup thinking they could pull a little bit of a surprise. Well, they got seven points and then even went farther. It, it was an easy victory for me last time, if I'm being honest, because of a team like Costa Rica. You know, and I got, I kind of felt like I got snuck out of that group because somebody picked England quick, Italy. You know, you're thinking, oh, great. I'm stuck with Costa Rica or. Whoever the other one, I don't even remember who the third, fourth team was. As it turned out, of course, Costa Rica wins the group, so which was huge. And some people have been like, "Oh, you need to give a bonus point for winning." No, 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 no. It's just straight up. 
you got to earn your points on the pitch just like they do, but it's a whole lot of fun. This has been a whole lot of fun. It is Soccer Weekly. He is the great Mario Reyes, the producer of the show. Thanks again to Jesse Lopez, Jesse Yeoman's work there. Appreciate it. Don't forget, keep listening to ESPN LA 710 for potential more giveaways for tickets to that game at Bank of California Stadium on May 22nd coming up between LAFC and Borussia Dortmund. I am Dave Dunholm. Thanks so much for listening. Follow me on Twitter at TalkSoccer. This is Soccer Weekly on the home of world football in Southern California. It's ESPN. 